Blog Talk Radio. Growth 
through professional development training, various learning sessions online, and via Navison Health Center for Research in Autism. Her wide range of teaching experience comprises middle school inclusion classrooms, high school resource, Georgia Academy for the Blind, working with severe and profound students with all disabilities, Ombudsman's private alternative school for middle and high school students, where she served as the center's director and taught for three years, Georgia Department of Corrections, special education for inmates at Lee State Prison, where she was awarded best implementation of a new program. This is a bad girl. I'm telling you, she's a bad woman here. And currently, she's working for the Bibb County Board of Education, teaching in an access classroom at Springdale Elementary, serving students K-5 through with severe disabilities. Her goal is to serve Almighty God and glorify Him in all that she does. I introduce you tonight, the remarkable Mrs. Tracy Seals. So glad to have you tonight. Thank you, Brother Solomon. Thank you. Oh, well, hey, it, it is my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Miss Seals. Well, we, well, some of the questions that the team came up with: who, who, what, or who inspired you to want to become a teacher? Um, I did the county government, you know, for for quite a few years, mm-hmm. and I've always liked to be around people. And then when I moved back home, um, my son was six, turned 16, and I, I just politely said to him, honey, you need to go back to school because I need to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And because I wanted to give something back, um, mm-hmm. I wanted a career actually where I could have something to retire from pretty much, okay. but I also mm-hmm. wanted an area where I could give, give back and, and see see people later on down in life that I had an impact on. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. That's, that's, that's powerful. You do have an impact. How would you, um, how would you describe your style of teaching? Well, I'm probably a lot different than what, you know, most people are. I, I just, I believe <laughs> that children, you know, can learn, but I also mm-hmm. believe that children, you have to have love for those kids. And mm-hmm. you have to show them love. You have to know, they have to know that you love them. It be a um, high praise, a hug, or um, a positive, mm-hmm. you know, uh, feedback to them. Just listen, listen to them. A lot of people mm-hmm. sometimes don't have anybody to talk to. So just, just mm-hmm. listen to them. And then mm-hmm. you kind of model what you want them to do. You want to be the role model for them. You know what? That's, that's powerful. You said that because I was looking for a policy for about showing kids love, and and I was looking for something on the test about showing kids love. Don't don't you think that's kind of missing? Don't don't you think that's missing from today's education system? Just giving our kids that love because our policymakers they maybe they don't think they need that, or even some teachers may think, well, I just go and do my job. But I, I think that love is a key element. Don't you agree, Ms. Hills? I agree. I think I'm even just look at us as adults. You know, if we're mm-hmm. loved and appreciated, then we want to do more. We want to do better. We want to prove to that teacher that loves me, that respects mm-hmm. me, that um, I can do this. So I think mm-hmm. that as, even as an adult and even as children, you're going to put forth more effort if you know that that person that you're spending the majority of your day with absolutely loves you whether it's you know a behavioral child a special needs child or a child that's a that's a genius all everybody mm-hmm. wants to be respected and appreciated mm-hmm. but, and that's i just right. feel like we get further um with them when we do that uh, may take mm-hmm. some time for some because they're not accustomed to that mm-hmm. but i think in the long run you eventually win children over that's good. Well, Miss Sears, you have such an extensive uh, resume. What 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 do you find yourself most passionate area at in teaching? What's your most passionate among? Was it your high schoolers, your middle schoolers, your uh, your access class? Where do you find your most passion? Because you seem to just uh, blossom at all levels when it comes to teaching these your children. When I first started teaching, I I was in a middle school. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I was a resource, like a resource teacher at that point. And I, I was really just getting my feet wet. So nothing I did at that point really made me feel comfortable until mm-hmm. I um, moved into, and I know this sounds really kind of strange, but when I moved into ombudsman and the um, alternative program, Mm-hmm. Regardless of those children, how difficult and how harsh those children could be, I still found that I loved them. And I still mm-hmm. found that no matter how they treated me, I could show them um, model, I still say model, that mm-hmm. not everybody is against them. And that's what those right. children, when they were tossed out of school, put in alternative school, they're told. This is your last chance. And I felt like it really isn't. This is, I felt like this is your beginning because in here you can excel. In here you don't have peer pressure. And in here maybe we can model to you and say you can do anything you want to do. So I really fell in love, even though it was a very, very difficult situation mm-hmm. most days. But I, I really was passionate about the children in access. I mean, um, in the alternative setting. Mm. That's incre- well, it's, incre- then, it's incredible. It's incredible. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and then I, and then I was given the the, the position. I mean, I thought that the, the dream job was when I was at uh, the Georgia Academy for the Blind. Um, mm-hmm. Even that that was very difficult. They had blind, deaf, um, they, every disability in the book there. Then I was given the access children down at Spring Springdale, and my heart just melted. Wow. Um, some of those babies down there just, when I would see them go from, uh, like, one child in particular always sticks out, could not hold a pencil, so the day he drew a circle, to today when he has one of the best handwriting that there is. <clears throat> I, that is heartwarming to know that I had a hand in that. Yes. Wow. And I, I did, I did many prayers, you know, many prayers mm-hmm. for these children that, that I can reach them, that I mm-hmm. can do something for them, uh, goes into it as well. Michelle, how did how did you know? It's like, you know, I, I, I got to let the kid out of bed. I've worked with you and I've I've learned so much from you. How did you know you could reach these children? And I hate to say these children as if there's some offset, but I, I just want to know how, let me say it like this. How did you know you could reach this population of children, of students? That's how I, what I was going to say too. I, I call them a, the, a population because Absolutely. they're people too. First That's thing right. Exactly. They're, they're human as well. And I often mm-hmm. say to people sometimes, if you had that choice, would you want to be like this child or would you want to be yourself? But when I see a child that I know came into the room that um, couldn't make a choice for themselves, even the simple things like I need water or I need um, uh, something to eat or make a choice of eating, those children can now today make a choice. They can um, request water. They can request, and that's, I call it, but there's, there's legal terms. There's the picture exchange, which is called PEC. That's a program that you buy, but I call mm-hmm. mine SPEC. Mine is SEAL picture exchange system, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not the most glamorous thing in the world, but it works. It works. It no, works. It, it works. It works. And, that, and that's what we need. We need, we need, we need efficiency. We need love, and we need programs that work. We need teachers that believe in. I, I just thank God for you and what you do, Mrs. Y'all, hold on for a minute. Uh, I listen, audience. We just thank God for y'all being here tonight. Listen, we got to go take a break. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Strength from the Lions Den. Your host, Apostle John L. Solomon. We're talking about the power of teachers to impact lives, and we have an amazing teacher with us here tonight. Mrs. Miss Tracy Rhodes Seal. Y'all hold on. We'll be right back. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. 
At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through soundbites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. A lion leads. It's about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go bravely in your own direction. Even if others walk away, you tread your own path. Only you know what's best for you. Only you know what path to take. Only you know your courage, your strength, your heart. Everyone has the heart of the line inside of them. Let it out. Let it scream out of you. Like the lion, unleash the beast in you. All right, we're back. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon. You tune in to Strength from the Lion's Den. We're powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Shout out to CEO Lloyd Bell, COO Annie Bell, my producer Lisa Solomon, my co-host Philip Reed Senior. Hey, I'm teamed up with a good a good crew of people at Win Radio. We want you to win. I want to thank everyone who's tuned in tonight. We're talking about the power of teachers to impact lives. My special guest tonight is Miss Tracy Seals. I'm so glad you're here, Miss Seals. Thank you for having me. Hey, I feel I'm I honored con- and privileged to, to do that. Yes. Oh, you you are a superstar. I'm telling you. <laughs> Listen, I want to go on to the next question, but before I do. I have to break. I have to break from the script and just look into your your bio. And there's some things that stood out. One, you spoke of a, a, a dynamic, amazing man by the name of Mr. Charles Rhodes, who was the best friend you ever had. So that lets us know immediately that you were a daddy's girl. So if you could just Absolutely. take us, and, and you you and you talked about how his lessons impact still impact your life today. If you could just take a moment. And just uh, speak on his legacy and what he meant to you. My dad was um, put in an orphanage when he was born. And his mother and daddy adopted him at 18 months. And my dad's philosophy in life was family. And he, I remember him telling me one time, um, he's always called me sister. Sister says, what's mine is yours. I don't work for anybody but for you and your my and your brother. And as I got older, Dad was one of those that always had something positive to say. Sister, you did a good job. Um, wherever Daddy went, that's where I went. Daddy's on the tractor's on the tractor with Daddy. Um, <laughs> if, if, if wherever Daddy was, that's where I wanted to be. And he instilled in me, I call it honesty. Um, never, ever take anything that's not yours. And um, to always know um, right from wrong. And I remember um, when he was diagnosed, you know, with the the pancreatic cancer and was given a short period of time to live, it was devastating. And I remember him, I remember saying to him, Dad, what am I going to do without you? And one of the last things he said to me was, Sister, you know right from wrong because I've taught you that. And you know I love you and I'll always love you. And that's how I raised my child, to know right from wrong. If it's if you've got to if you've got to think about something, is this right or is this wrong, then you need to err on the wrong. And that's how I've lived my life. Um erring on the side of being right. 
And I, mm-hmm. I feel like if I treat you right, then um, not everybody's going to do that, but then you, you move on. You just, and, and in my spiritual walk and my spiritual growth lately, within the last three years, thank mm-hmm. God didn't leave me on that other path. He picked me up where I left off. Mm-hmm. And I've grown so much, and I know that that right and wrong was one of the best lessons that I ever had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sharing what you have. My dad mm-hmm. would literally give you the shirt off of his back. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just had that background, and um, things don't matter, but right. life does, love does. And he, he shows you lots and lots of love. Wow, that, that, those are some powerful values to instill, and uh, and they still and they and they still matter. They they mean something to some of us today. You know, those, those are powerful. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, let, let me, I want to. Oh, you know what else I want to ask? I want to ask about uh, the Georgia Department of Corrections. When you work with the, you you work you work with little you work with the inmates. Yeah. How challenging? How challenging was it? Or you know, because wow. Yeah, it was extremely challenging in the beginning, but the federal law, IDEA, the you know the the Disability Act says that anybody that's 21 years and under is um, they are they can have a free and public education. So even though you are incarcerated, you are still mm-hmm. under the federal law. You can have you can receive an education. So the Department of Corrections put in place a program in certain certain prison systems to um, teach special ed inmates. What that entailed was I did a lot of traveling to prisons, and I um, interviewed a lot of prisoners that and asked, uh, did they have an IEP, which is the Individualized Education Program, mm-hmm. while they were in school? And then I verified their age. They were under 21 years old. Then they could receive services in prison. Okay. And our and at Lee State Prison, which um, I had been there before. I was the first female correctional officer that they had when I was 18 years old, many mm. moons ago. So I went back in and, and taught in the the prison system, and all the um, curriculum in prison is GED. And so I had to, of course, get their IEPs, make new IEPs, set their goals, and then get them set up in the classroom. So that was kind of a a very challenging situation there. Mm -hmm, But, mm -hmm. you know, but the the problem is to kind of get, because you're locked in, and you're locked in several gates, and so it gets a little daunting sometimes when you know, things right. have to be shut down, whatever. But that mm. was, I met some kids that knew some, that knew, had teachers from Albany State, and they would say, Miss Fields, don't tell so-and-so, you know, that I'm in prison. <laughs> but, you know, and I, you know, I said, well, you know, it's time to turn your life around now. Get your GED. Mm. You can do that, you know, and I'm going to help you do that. So <sighs> the same thing as I did now just modify the curriculum. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't have to be as modified, you know, as we do today. But it was just a modified curriculum under the GED program. Hmm. Wow, that's incredible. That's good, Miss Seals. Have you ever seen the movie Lean on Me? Yes. With Joe Clark, I I wanna I wanna talk about being firm but being fair. I like how you said right and wrong, but there, there's a there's love, but then there's too hard. There's firm, but then there's fair. I want you to hear hear this clip, and I want to discuss. I want you to tell me, was he firm? Was he fair? Did he go overboard? And uh, let me let you listen to it for a moment here. Here we go. And the Lord said, Joe, uh-huh. you know damn good. Uh-huh. Now, I mean that more than you realize. You're no earthly good at all unless you take this opportunity and do whatever you have to. And he didn't say, Joe, be polite. 
do whatever you have to to transform and transmogrify this school into a special place where the hearts and souls and minds of the young can rise, where they can grow tall and blossom out from under the shadows of the past, where the minds of the young are set free. And I gave my word to God. And that's why I threw those bastards out. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Hey, y'all excuse the language a little bit. But but he, he, uh, he uh, Joe Clark, he, he came up in a different, it was a different time and then, but he had an assignment and a job to do. Do you think he was too hard or too harsh or was he balanced, was he not balanced enough? How do you view that? I, his first statement is, you're no good. Mm-hmm. To me, would have I would have drawn back. Personally, if the first thing you said to me was, you're no good, <laughs> I would have, in my, in my style of doing, I would have shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have said, every one of you is good. Let's find mm-hmm. it. Let's find it. Let's make it ours. Um, mm-hmm. Then... I'm going to throw out all those that ain't no good, and mm-hmm. we're going to make this our place, and we're going to mm-hmm. we're gonna prosper here because I believe in you, and you can. And that's, to me, that's an alternative school setting right there. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. kind of how they come in. They are fired up. You don't like me. They don't like me, you know, and everybody's at school. You aren't any good, so get out of my school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, and I always said, first thing, look, I'm sorry you're here, but you are. But right. you all got good in you somewhere. And, and you know, and I love your view, your view of that because I, I, I talked with a uh, alternative. I don't know if she was a teacher or administrator or what, but her view of the school. You know, did I say I talked with him? <laughs> you didn't hear that, Missy. It was a long, long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. <laughs> but I was talking with, and they was telling me their view of the school. They were saying people say that's the school where the bad kids go. She said, but that's not my, that's not my understanding. She said, I, I I teach, I work at a school where kids have a second chance, where kids have a chance to redeem themselves from some mistakes that they've made. You know, and, and I and I love, and she went into detail about that, and to uh, erase that label, that classification. Oh, those are the kids that go; those are the bad kids that go to the bad school. You know, so it's like one yes. big label to get clumped into it. You know. Yes, I'm going to tell you a quick story. When you know you're in an alternative school, and you have a few, you have a few that you never reach, and you just accept mm-hmm. that there are some children, unfortunately that you don't reach. Those are the ones, unfortunately, that you read about in the papers. And, and that's the serenity prayer right there. Yes. And I went mm-hmm. through a drive through one morning. I was downtown, had to go to a work session downtown. And I drove through. You know me. I'm a big coffee drinker. So mm-hmm. I came back through Burger King and got me a big coffee. And when I pulled up to the window, the little girl in the window said, uh, I know you. And I said, hmm, I recognize your face. I never tell a child I don't know them, even if it's a total blank. But I looked at her, and I said, your face is familiar. She said, well, I'm so-and-so. Oh, my gosh. I just hooted. How you know? How are you doing? Miss Fields, I want to tell you something. And I get cold chills. I'm sorry if I tear up. But no, no, that's fine. She told me, you made a difference in my life. She said, I know, and I want to apologize because I was bad. And I said, baby, you weren't bad. You were put in a bad position. Mm. And she said, no, ma'am, I I want to tell you how much I appreciate you. And she said, when when you leave here, I'm going to call my daddy because I would have to call her daddy, and her daddy was rough. And she said, I'm going to call my daddy and tell her that tell him that I saw you today. And she, that was, I, I just looked up and said, God, you know, 
That's affirmation. Mm. Yes. That is affirmation. Mm. But and I've seen her a couple of times at other jobs that she's worked, and she mm. always speaks. And she said, "I'm gonna call my dad and tell her I saw you. Tell him, tell her him I saw you again." That is what it's mm. about. I'm yeah. sorry. That's that's the bottom line in my book. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with that population of children, and they think that nobody cares, but when that child, so she's not a child, she's a grown woman now. When she says, I'm going to school, I'm getting my CNA, I'm getting so-and-so, I have my own apartment, you know, ah, uh, yes. I, I reached one. Oof. I reached yes. one. That's it. And that's, a, that's such a powerful takeaway, you know. You didn't mention you didn't mention the material blessings or anything else, just that being able to reach a student. Mm. Oh, if you don't reach but one, then you can have satisfaction. Um, I would love to reach them all, but that is a that is an unrealistic goal, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But when you reach that one, and that child sees you on the street and tells you how special you are to them. <clears throat> it was worth mm-hmm. all the the hell that you go through while you're there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's so powerful to have a teacher that believes in you, because I've had a few, because I, I wasn't... I wasn't always a, a outstanding, intelligent student. I was a bad boy, and I, I and I had a few teachers. I had a few teachers that really took the time to make a difference. And when you when you knew that you were labeled this and labeled that, and you had a teacher to come and say you're living beneath your privilege. You're not being all that you can be, you know. And and you remember them that helped you turn the corner, you know. It, it just. <laughs> Hey, we gotta go on break, y'all. Hold on, we got uh, we having a, a wonderful show here tonight. Strength from the Lions Den. I'm your host, Apostle John L. Solomon. Uh, we're talking tonight about the power of teachers to impact lives. We just thank you for tuning in. My special guest, Miss Tracy Rhodes Seals, and uh, we'll be right back, y'all. Hold on. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. True desire in the heart for anything good is God's proof to you sent beforehand to indicate that it's yours already. That itch that you have to be whatever it is you want to be, in front of the camera, on the stage, behind the stage, that itch, that desire for good is God's proof to you, sent already to indicate that it's yours. You already have it. And we all have that unique gift to go out and touch people, to affect people. Understand that gift, protect that gift, appreciate that gift, utilize that gift, don't abuse that gift, treasure it. You have it, you already have it. All right, we're back. Straight from the Lions Den, Apostle John L. Solomon. Tonight's show, The Power Teachers to Impact Lives. So you really blessed us tonight. We, uh, I just want to get into a few more questions and ask you, uh, when it comes to Ms. Seals. I'm here. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, We just celebrate you tonight. Listen, uh, what do you see as a chief motivator for students to succeed in today's classroom? Is it, is it most, is it their internal factors? 
of, of like of self determination, or is it external factors such as the school environment, the teachers, the parents, the, how much money the school get, textbooks, you know, things like that? What do you see? Um, I still go back to um, progress. Um, I, you know, when you gave me the questions, I realized this one really was hard. Um, the society that's changing, ever changing, mm-hmm. around us because Satan is having a, his playground at this juncture. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that the, to motivate a child goes back to that positive environment that that needs that needs that they have internally to succeed, to feel important, to feel like they've accomplished something, even if they go home and they don't get a positive feedback from home, but mm-hmm. that internal feeling of, man, I made 100 on that test today. Or um, I, I just feel like that's an, an internal motivation. You have to be, you have to work mm-hmm. from the inside. I think mm-hmm. you have to work even on our own selves from the inside mm-hmm. out. And I just feel mm-hmm. like a child wants that internal. Um, kind of stoking that internal flame, as you as speak. Yes, yes. But it, like I said, it still has to boil back down to feeling like you've accomplished something. You, you're positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do this or... Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the, and the, and the, and the external. I looked. I I thought about that today as well. When you're looking at a child, and that child's next journey is going to be so difficult, and you mm-hmm. know this because you've lived this. Right. And and at my age, I did not live in the age that these children live in today. But I know just my journey being a single parent for so many years um, I look at what they're facing and I feel like part of our job externally will be to make sure they're prepared. And I wish so many times that we would get back. I call it human being classes because when I was in school, oh, you were taught classes. manners. Yes. Human being classes. You know, thank you. Of course, in the yes. South, we say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. <laughs> you know, that kind of deal. But just learning how to, to when you go on that job interview, mm-hmm, you need to mm-hmm. be prepared. You need to know that you you speak politely. You don't speak in your normal vernacular you speak politely mm-hmm. you use a different mm-hmm. mindset when you go to that so i think it's that external that peer pressure or whatever kids today have so much of that but we need to prepare them because one day you've got to make a living that's right um, and i that's i look right. at even the, the babies that i have now that are in that severe they're nonverbal children but there are jobs for those children, and there are jobs for those people. Um, we've got some, some pairing up going at this point with some businesses here in Macon, which just, I, wish, I can't think of what we call it right at this moment, but it is mm-hmm. just so fascinating. Uh, Navisant Hospital, Coliseum Hospital, are partnering with us and our access babies to mm-hmm. prepare them for jobs. So um, I'm excited about that. You know, we're kind of in our honeymoon period, Mm -hmm. um, rolling it out this year, and hopefully next year, you know, we'll roll it out and offer it to more kids. Um, I I just, that external factor to Mm -hmm. me is is just prepare them for what they're about to jump into when they leave us at school. That, that's so that's so powerful because and I think access having been in an access classroom has uh, gave me a 
deeper appreciation for education. Uh, one of my, I remember when I first started, I was like, I'm leaving. I'm not staying. I'm, I'm used to something. I, I was used to a certain type <laughs> yeah. of student. And uh, I had a friend of mine who's, uh, he's on the air right now. He was, he would say, uh, you, you going to leave? He was he was in a roundabout way trying to tell me, you know, God ain't told you to leave, you know, without saying it. But he was saying, you, you sure you're going to leave? And uh, that just kind of helped me to stay, stay in. And it, it was it created such a, a value in my life and it, it renewed me. So I'm forever grateful for just being there. And I think everyone, because you <laughs> learn that they're not throwaways. They're not, you don't, you don't just label no. them. You don't just walk like no. you say. They're human beings too. They're people too, you know. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and that, that, I just had a newfound love for it as well. Mm. Well, and I saw in you, uh, and I know it's not about you, but it's about us working together. Um, mm-hmm. I just I felt like God put you in that room uh, with me, one to help mm-hmm. me with my spiritual journey, but also two to be an impact on those children as a positive male role model. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you know, one that could pull a child aside and have a calming um, effect on that child. Well, and well, I it, saw it that. It helped, me to, it helped me to reach back into that one after working with them teenagers. It helped me to go back to yes. that place. <laughs> yes, I bet. Yes. I, I bet every teacher that comes through, and that's kind of one of your last things that we had talked, that you had asked me to, to kind of book over, but about new mm-hmm. teachers. I still mm-hmm. believe that all new teachers should serve sometime in an access classroom. Mm. Um, I know that that's not everybody's bag. I, I, I get mm. that. That's not everybody's area. But don't can't you being there, can't you imagine what an impact that it could have on that person or a respect, a newfound Respect. I, I, I really um, do. It, get, it it gives them a whole different perspective in what they're doing, and because I know yeah. that's what it has, that's what it did for me. Versus, if I had not went through the access classroom with you, I, I can see myself as a different person in the school. I, I can see elements of love, elements of care. I can see some things missing in the uh, educator that I am now. I can see some things that would be missing. So I, I fully agree with your new teacher perspective. You know, that's something that's needed. I do. Yes, yes. I just think uh, so many people say, mm-hmm. say to you, I don't know how you do what you do. It's Yes, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. But it's also very rewarding. Small, tiny, hairline mm-hmm. um, growth is worth rewards. Uh, shout out. I, I know they probably hear us sometimes at school scream and holler and yes and clap and whatever, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I've even sent emails to the principal and the assistant principal. You're not going to believe what so and so did today, you know, because that's <laughs> how proud of them I am. It's a small thing, but it's a huge thing. When the mamas come to you and say, I cannot believe, I don't know what you're doing, but I've never, my child hasn't grown this much in two years. Now, you know, I'm a very humble person. I I always kind of put it back to, uh, well, you know, they're just maturing. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. Well, well, you know what? That that just sex sex way me sex makes a segue right into my next question. As a great teacher yourself, <laughs> what do you see that makes a great teacher? And 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 how do you rate yourself on that ladder of greatness? Great teachers to me reach the the each they reach each kid, and I I. I know it's very difficult when you have a classroom of 30. That Mm -hmm. would be very difficult to reach each child. But if you reach a majority of those children, accept those kids for who they are. Because you know what? We don't pick our mamas. We don't pick our daddies. We don't pick our financial situations. We Mm -hmm. don't pick our colors. We don't pick our clothes. We don't pick any of that. God puts us. It's to who we are and where we are. 
Mm-hmm. And I think Man. a great teacher reaches that child, accepts that child exactly like they are. Whether they look good, smell good, don't smell good, whatever. <laughs> you you still show that you respect that child. Now, me, so there's, no, still there's no cookie cutter. There's no cookie cutter formula I, for that. There is no. No. All right. No. Right. right. But, okay. And and like I said, I'm I'm I've learned to be very humble. Um, I look at myself as an average teacher in doing what I do. The reason I say that is because um, I look at it as green and growing. Um, mm. There's always something to learn. Every day in our classroom. We're making different pictures, or we're laminating something new, or we're trying something new. There's there's growth. There's room for growth everywhere. Mm, so, that's powerful. Um, you know we're you don't receive you don't reach greatness in my book. Mm-hmm. If you ever stop learning and ever stop achieving, then you're six foot under. Come on, that's good. Uh, that's, that's good. That's how I think. Um, because there's always no t- no child is alike, and they all have. And especially with the the group, you know, that I I deal with, every mm-hmm. child in that room is different. So you have mm-hmm. to reach. I have six. You have to reach all six on a different level. That's right. So, I mean, since we, you know, this, this is such a powerful interview. I, I have so many other questions I asked. You. I'm gonna have to bring you back, of course. But I, I have to. Um, I have somebody. I want somebody. I have one. I have a few callers, man. Well, we have a lot of callers in the booth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this particular person on. Let me let me let him speak to you. I'm sure he has something to say. If you're still listening, hold on. Let me see. Uh, yeah, tap in seven eight three six. Yeah, put it up. Pastor Lair. Hey, how's it going, Doc? Hey, brother, how you been, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Cannot complain. Doctor Seals, this is a well, Doctor Seals, Miss Seals, this is the person I was talking about that really encouraged me when I first got there. Uh, Pastor Larry Wilson. Yes. Pastor Larry, you want to say something? Hey, Miss Seals, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm fine. You know, it takes an awesome person. You know, God gives gifts to all of us, but it takes God special people to do the job that you all do, and when I look at a person that tackles that position, I look at look, look at God's grace through, from my eyes, through that person, because God's grace, he had to give you so much grace to be able to take the things that you are taking from the parents, from the kids themselves, and then uh, all of um, the faculty around you. So, you know, God had a special place for you. That's just like the parent themselves. You know, certain, you know, we all want a child that is able to function on their own, but when we don't, God gave that parent a special gift. And, you know, and he only gave that to certain people. So there's only a particular yes. group of people that can do you all job. So I applaud that every time I look in here and see those type um, teachers. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. It takes a lot of prayer. My church is is my prayer warriors, and um, you know every Sunday and Wednesday they hear. They always ask, you know, do you have special prayers? Yeah, always. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. So it takes um it takes the, the churches, and my pastor is awesome, and then my Sunday school class they're awesome. So it it takes a lot of prayer to to yes, get up each morning and and. And do the same thing over again, knowing that it could be a and, really rough day or a day that. And and it was it was like you all said earlier, every teacher can't do that. If they had to go through that particular um, course before going further, they probably would quit. <laughs> Everyone went good for it. Yeah, they they might. You're right. They they might. Perspective. You're right. All right, brother. I appreciate you calling in, man. Appreciate you for listening. Yes, sir. Yeah, I have a blessing. All right. Thank you. Let me see. We got another caller. Listen, listen. I gotta ask Miss Seals some questions. Y'all, hold on. Y'all, y'all. We're gonna. I'm gonna let y'all have it next time. Miss Seals, I want to ask you a question. Um, 
who uh, who do, who would decide or who knows the best way to measure learning when it comes to our students? Is it the uh, the parents, the community, the policymakers, the teachers, or is it a combination? What's the best way to measure our children's learning? Well, that's a hard one. That gets into the the government side of that. You know, mm-hmm. I had a very dear friend that retired, and the reason that she retired was. And this is her words, and I quote her exactly. I'm tired of the government telling me telling me what's best for my students. Mm. That being said, okay. it is mm-hmm. the law that we do teach what we teach. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, with my my babies, I feel like I know what's best for them once I get to know them. But mm-hmm. I'm still mandated by the law, and there, there again, that goes back to that, do what you're supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. You can tailor it to those kids, obviously, and I know that the teachers that are in the gen ed classrooms are mandated with pacing guides and things like that. Of mm-hmm. This is what we are going to teach. Um, so it's a matter of we have to do what we have to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I still feel like the, the teacher, parents, uh, some parents, and a mm-hmm. community. I mean, a community. Okay. So I guess basically just a a, a group effort. Mm-hmm. This is what we need to be teaching our kids. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe um, not a federal government, but more a, of a village group, type a small of thing. Group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Miss Hills. Um, I, I want to know. Uh, we, we're closing down, and we got to get to the end of the. We coming to the end of the show, but you know, Mrs. I, I like to do this. I ask people questions, and and you know about the truth, about integrity, and people won't answer the question. You know? I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. We do it every That's show. That's a good move. But, uh, <laughs> Oh, I love that movie. My favorite. I can tell you line for line. But what, what's yeah. your most challenging moment in teaching? What was your most challenging moment through through all your different uh, uh, contexts in which you were able to share? What What was your most challenging moment for you? For me, as a person, as a mm-hmm. as a human being, my at myself, was learning to accept criticism. Okay. When you're when you know that you're you're doing your best with what knowledge you have because to me it's a learning process mm-hmm. and accepting that criticism but yet and and face tomorrow even though you've been criticized um that goes back to something that we studied in Sunday school one time and it was about suffering and i i did not understand what god meant when he said the sufferers come out stronger well, I didn't know that what that meant. God did God want me to suffer, and I did suffer there for a while. But it made me stronger in the end. So the light bulb came on. They're criticizing me, but yet they're also making me stronger. Mm. Now, my current hardest, the hardest part, I would, and I kind of see this kind of across the board, is in my particular world where I work and and the other access classrooms, it's dealing with um, curriculum based for K through five in one classroom. (laughs) You have four and five, five and six year olds as well as 12, 11, 12 year olds all in the same classroom. That's a very difficult situation to modify that curriculum that that much. But Bibb County is awesome with us. They purchased the program for us for the access classrooms and it's it's a it's a full out curriculum. We don't have to modify, make, do anything except run it off the music. Mm-hmm. I feel blessed that we have that. Okay. Because otherwise we would have to reinvent that wheel. Right, right. Um, and I think with you being in the system now with us is, you know, some of our most challenging things are our behavior. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, maintaining a status quo in a classroom for one day without a behavior. 
um, a disruptive <laughs> behavior. I think that's difficult today. That's powerful. Yes, you're right. Miss Hill, as we conclude tonight, uh, what lasting impression do you want to leave with your students and parents, you know, as well as, the, and, and then overall with the people that you, you, you meet? I want people to look at me and say, she really did have the heart, compassion, and love for those kids. Mm. I want to leave with the parents that, yes, that, that woman really did love my kid. Um, mm. And she was willing to do all the things that we do in our access classrooms to make those children feel like they're loved, like they're mine. And I'll tell the parent when I go into a meeting, those kids are mine. When you drop them off, they're mine. Mm -hmm. And until you pick them up, they're mine. I treat them like they're mine. And I've had a lot of parents say, well, nobody's ever told me that. Well, your kid's awesome. Period. <laughs> now, Amen. there are things they can't do, but your kid's <laughs> awesome. I love your kid. And I want that parent to know, yes, she really did love my kid. But also, when you look at a gen ed setting, which I've been in, that those kids matter. And I used to tell them when I was in the alternative school, if you never eat in anywhere but McDonald's, then you don't know that Outback exists. What I mean is, if you don't move and educate yourself, you don't like your surroundings, then move. Then find somewhere, do better, look for the Outback, steakhouses, whatever. But if you stick in the McDonald's area and are not, you know, condemning McDonald's by any means, mm-hmm. if that's the only thing you ever see is McDonald's, then you you're you're not reaching out. You're not stretching to your potential. Mm, and that, that's kind of what I want to leave with those kids that mm-hmm. I have an impact on. These children that I see now, I love, you know, they don't, they're not the neurotypical children, but I want to be able to see these children to be able to do things for themselves. You know. Amen. Well, Ms. Hills, you left you left you left uh-huh. Go ahead, go ahead. You know, without you know, you know what we deal with in there and that right. these children are not they do not have life self help skills. I'll just say it like mm-hmm. that, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But I'd love I'd like to see them when they can do some of those things on their own. That's Amen. a joy. That's wow. a joy. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Miss Hills, you, you left an impact on us tonight. Y'all come on give it up for Teacher extraordinaire, Miss Tracy Rhodes Seal, come on in the place tonight. Thank you so much for being here. And Miss Seal, we look forward to having you back again. Thank you so much. You know, I'm gonna say this, and you might shoot me tomorrow, but you know I love you. <laughs> I and love you. You have been, um, you're just an inspiration for me. Period. Mm. And I'm so glad that God put you in my path. Oh. And um, and I mean that with, with from the bottom of my heart. So, mm. but I just want you to hear that you're awesome. <laughs> thank you, Miss Seals. All right, mm-hmm. y'all, my listening audience around the world, we want to thank you, Strength from the Lions. Then our topic tonight: the power of teachers to impact lives. And we had one of a great teacher with a big heart, a true gift, much experience, deep wisdom, Miss Tracy Rose Seals. Listen, hey, we, we're looking forward. We just got we got about six shows left, and then we're done for season two. Looking to be picked up season three. All right, come on. I got to take off for the holidays. You know how we do. Listen, join us next Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Straight from the Lions Den, your host, Apostle John L. Solomon, the Lion Among Lions. I'll see you next week. Y'all be blessed and have a good night. We got a rock concert. Just turn it up. There we go. Come on. For great. Everybody got to declare it. Everybody get on your feet. Say, this is my season. Yes. To reap what I Let me testify just a minute. See, I haven't been perfect, no, but I've sure been faithful. 
fast hey, And I know he's able I've got to see in the ground That he's blessing No more stressing I've got to see in the ground And it's growing Now it's showing this is my seed Come on church For grace For favor Yes, it is. This is my season. Give me some of this mic right here. This mic right here. Come on, sing it again, church. Say, 